Hey, and welcome to another episode of our podcast portion of the Lent series, Behold the Lamb. We hope you're enjoying this. Uh, We've had a really great time uh, studying up on this and recording these things. Um, We are talking through spiritual disciplines, uh, some that are associated with Lent in particular, that hopefully we we create some better habits in our walk with with Jesus, create some new rhythms. And... uh, so today we're going to talk about prayer and meditation. Yeah, uh, give kind of an overview of that. Um, so let's let's dive into this uh, on on prayer. And and I'm I'm pulling a lot of stuff from, and you probably are too, from Celebration of Discipline yeah, by Richard Foster. One. And and that's so if you're one. if you're out there listening and you need some new uh, resources, or, or really this is an old resource that's that's still is pretty timeless. Um, uh, Richard Foster's Celebration of Discipline. I'm sure we can hook you up with some other resources if you if you have some. We can we can mm-hmm. we can direct you there. But um, I liked I liked uh, Foster's definition of, of prayer as just giving us God's point of view. Right, mm-hmm. spending time to, yeah. to gain spending time with God to gain His point of view on yeah. certain things. So um, let's let's dive into this. We could go anywhere with this. Prayer. There's there's so many different kinds of prayer and and things like that. But um, yeah, one of the things one of the things for me, I, f- I feel like you know, as we've gotten to know each other and work together this year, I kind of label myself as someone who is 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 not very structured in the way that I do my day. I feel like you are very structured in the way that you do your day, <laughs> and I feel like that works really well. I feel like I want to be more like you in that in that respect. Um, I feel like my prayer life is is a lot of just Every every time I need to pray, I'm praying throughout the day. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like where that you know, I may have some time in the morning, but um, but it's just kind of throughout the day. Something hits me, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to pray about this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in terms of those those longer time periods, I don't know. I don't know where. I know you have reading structured into your day. What about prayer? Where, yeah, no, I think prayer is one of these things where um, I would honestly say it was probably one of the harder disciplines to to really feel comfortable and at home with, mm-hmm. right? Because you have the formal prayer. Yeah. You have the informal prayer. You have the scheduled prayer. You have the praying without ceasing. And it's kind of like just balancing it all out. And um, and what's been helpful for me was just the understanding that prayer is a God-initiated conversation. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I respond to my father who had started speaking to me first, right? Mm-hmm. And, that, and that was really what helped me get down to just the, the structured reading time. Yeah. And but I'm not as structured when it comes to my prayer times. I don't say you know, hey, at five o'clock, that's my prayer time, yeah. um, all the time. Yeah. Um, and so I do have moments where I was I would get up early, have my prayer journal and my scripture, and so as I'm reading and then starting my prayers, and then I just make sure I have certain things listed down in my prayer list that I pray for. Right, like there's there's family, colleagues, and just kind of work yeah. down that list, and then I have my special prayer request. And so for me, prayer has always been kind of like, how do you make it organic? And structured, yeah. So I don't forget, but I'm also free to be in it, yeah. Right. And so I've, I mean, it's been years of just trying to figure that out, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I mean, that, that's kind of where I'm at now, really. Yeah, still figuring it out. <laughs> well, talk about let's let's talk about this because I want I want to I wanted to be really practical for for people, and, and you know I, I'm reading here, you know, and Luther is quoted as saying, you know. Uh, I, I've got so many things to do. I have to spend three and a half hours in the morning in prayer. And mm-hmm. You're like, are you serious? Really? Yeah, like, yeah. I, like, what? It, I can't do that. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not there. Yeah. And and how do how do we build up to a to a to a better prayer life? Uh, you talk about a prayer journal, and I think that's a mm-hmm. great 
entry point into prayer. Um, what what does yours look like? Okay, so my prayer journal, like with anything else in my life, has always been kind of like a work in progress, right? Yeah. Um, but the one I've landed on that I felt was really helpful and just really impactful for me was I would, I would have my journal, and then I would divide each page in half. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I'm praying for stays on the left side of that division, right? This is the left column. Mm-hmm. And then I would write out my prayer request, whatever it is I'm praying for, and then the date. And then when that prayer gets answered, I go to the right column next to it, and I write the date down of how the answer is prayer, uh, that, that prayer is answered. Mm-hmm. And then I'll keep praying for that too. And, it, and now, now it's a gratitude and thankfulness. Yeah. Um, but then, and if that changes, I do a little arrow that moves on. And so mm-hmm. my requests are on one side. God coming through is on the other side. Uh-huh. And then, so when I when I flip through it, if there's nothing next to it, that means I'm still praying still through praying that to kind it. of idea, yeah. right? So that has been for me a really helpful one. Yeah. Um, other ones I've had in my pocket before, which is kind of like, hey, let's just jot it down. Yeah. Um, and I think that's been really helpful. Um, the notes app has really been kind of a neat place. It's kind of like, hey, I need to pray for this, put it down, and yeah. then it makes my it makes its way into the journal later, right? Yeah. But for me, at this moment, that has been the most helpful because I get to see what it is I'm praying for. Um, how God has come through and coming through, mm-hmm. and the process of how it gets to a certain place, and, that, yeah. and so I, I, I get to see that progression in one spot. Yeah, right? um, and that and that for me has been what's been helpful and workful for me. Yeah, um, and you know I just kind of keep that on me, and you know whether it's digital or physical, yeah, um, it's just right by my side to be able to do that. Yeah, and um, and, it, and it's really helpful when it's you know during a part of my devotional time when I read scripture. Yeah, or something like that too. Yeah, then you've got. You've got something there, so so not necessarily always having to have to have that long period of prayer, but but just praying throughout the day, but keeping yeah. track of where I think that mm-hmm. really is important. Yeah. Keeping track of where has God answered, um, and I, I, I guess with my prayer journal, even though I, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm as good at keeping it, I think that's that's essentially what I have is mm-hmm. I've got here's the prayer, here's where it was answered. You can go back through, and, it, and yeah. it's just a really great way of even sharing testimonies after right. the fact of, hey, here's where God came through. Because a lot of us, even with students, they might, you know, at, at 17, 18, they may be saying, I don't know where I've seen seen God. I don't know where I've seen Him. But if you mm-hmm. have this journal, you've actually been been looking. Yeah, yeah. And you might, you actually, you say, oh, you know what? He actually has. I've, I've seen yeah. Him more than I thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, so if you, I, and if you were to go back to what we talked about last time, the idea of confession and repentance, for example, I've, I've found in my personal journey that I know that my prayer journal and my journal is written for me and, yeah. and between me and God. But when there's a moment where I can use it as a vulnerable yeah. tool, where I let others look into this too, mm-hmm. it actually builds, I guess, a sense of vulnerability that helps with confession and repentance. But, yeah. but now it also builds the trust between people yeah. that, oh, I got to see your prayer journal. Yeah. And things that have been burdening you, yeah. you now all of a sudden you're walking the journey together. So, as much as a journal is individual and personal, yeah, I'm always encouraging people to kind of like, hey, do you want to take a look at mine? Yeah, you know, um, and kind of build that, you know. And so, um, that has really helped with just my prayer life too. And other people kind of know, like, hey, this is what this is kind of stuff that hurts them. Yeah, this kind of stuff that worries them, you know. And um, it's just it's just another another tool. But I I found that it helps it helps break down those those walls a bit yeah. to do it that way to open up your journal sometimes to another person. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's dig into this maybe a little bit, a little bit more. So the idea that, you know, there's, there's the idea on one hand that does prayer, let's, let's just phrase it this way. Does, mm-hmm. does prayer change me 
or does prayer change God's mind or oh. both? <laughs> that's a, that, yeah, that's a hard one. Um, that's a deep one. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of kind of. <laughs> no, I think there is a lot of it to say that prayer brings me to be in tune with the one who yep. is now speaking to me. Yeah. But then I also know that he is the one who's always at work, not just changing me, but also changing the world around him. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it also lets me know what God is up to so I can join him in what he's doing while at the same time understanding that I'm not manipulating him yeah. because of what I want to do. Yeah. So however that works together, yeah. I think it is a lot of it is that he's giving us an opportunity to be with him and to let him know what he's, do, what he's up to. And what he's up to is still us to discover, but also us to become. Yeah. And I th- for me, that's just been where, where I'm at, really. Um, oh, man, you crushed that. I thought I was going to stump you right there. That was good. <laughs> but, the, but yeah, when I, when I, I realize when I, if I do what Jesus says and I pray, say, for my enemies, mm-hmm. God, is, God knows what I'm going to pray before I pray it, and he's, he's going to work on yeah. them. But he, he inevitably will work on me. I cannot pray for my enemies and, yeah. and continue to harbor hatred for them. He is right. naturally going to change me in the process. Or as I pray for some situation going on and he begins to, suddenly I begin to see, he's, he's actually revealing to me a, a way to actually that I go mm-hmm. and work this out. You know, he begins to change me as well. He, as Foster said, he kind of lets me in on what he's doing, right? Gives yeah, me his, yeah. his point of view. Um, <clears throat> so... Let's talk about this. This last thing, I think we have to we have to touch on this, and I know we're trying to do these these quickly. But how do I hear the voice of God? Yeah, you know, this is what students are asking all the time. Yeah, and and how do you know? How do I know it's the voice of God? And you know, not that burrito I had last night or something like you know. <laughs> um, so. Unless he shows up in the burrito, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, stamped in the face there. Um, so yeah, we we talk through obviously any. Anything I hear in prayer that, that I'm not audible. If you're audibly hearing, that's awesome. That's great. I'm, good for you. But if you, if if it's just that sense of something coming over yeah. you, um, and you feel like oh, this is kind of what I feel, that I'm I'm running it through Scripture. Yeah. Check. Sure. Does this does this align with Scripture? Yep. Is this completely far off from from Scripture? Um, I'm finding good accountability, wise counsel. Right. Hey, this this is what I is there. Do you, do you hear anything that's kind of weird in this, or, right. or is this, mm-hmm. you know, kind of using other people here? And um, and I think those are the, for me, those are the those are the things. Obviously, yeah. if you hear something and then you you actually you're keeping a prayer journal and then you see it actually come true, mm-hmm. you know, um, then well, yeah, you heard you yeah. heard from God, right? I you know I've had many of those experiences where I'm like, uh, I. I feel like this is what you're saying, and I write it down, and then mm-hmm. certainly it comes out. Yeah, yeah, okay, that was it. But um, do you have anything else that yeah, you'd be kind of share with? You know, discerning the the voice of God is hard, right? Yeah. Because um, on one end, you have this, you can't trust your own heart because the most deceptive. Right. On the other end, you have the verses that say, well, those who are his will recognize the voice of their shepherd, their yeah. father. And so discerning the voice of God is hard. And I think, I don't know, sometimes... At least now, stage in my life, I think there are a lot of times where we hear the voice of God in a sense, or you know, recognize His voice more often than we admit, mm-hmm. and we've sometimes rationalized ourselves to say that it wasn't 
God's voice. Yeah, especially when he tells me to do something I don't want to do. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I think, you know, vertically, we always go to his word, Yeah. right? We, we line it up to see if it matches with his commands. We line it up with see if it matches up with his character. We line it up to see if it matches up with the life of Jesus who walks before us, right? And then the lives of the saints, trusted, spirit-led brothers and sisters who can speak yeah. into it with wisdom. Um, and this is where I actually go to the past a little bit. Um, and why I actually like going to books and written prayers and poems written by the saints of the past mm-hmm. because they say things differently than I say them. Mm-hmm. Their mind is on things that my mind aren't on. Mm-hmm. And so if I just default to just pray without what I feel like praying, it's going to be pretty much the same. Yeah. Right. Um, but if they pray for the nations a certain way or if they pray mm-hmm. for their enemies a certain way, I've never thought about saying it that way. Yeah. And so the way they say it makes me think about why do I not say it? Yeah. Or can I now say it? Right. So yeah. um, I, actually, I, I mean, when I was going through the personal prayer growth thing, I just had books with prayers in it. Yeah. And I just go to the prayers and pray what they prayed. Yeah. Um, and that confronts me with doctrines I don't normally think about. Yeah. Perspectives I don't normally think about and the posture that I'm normally not thinking about, right? Yeah. And so I let the prayers of the faithful saints also yeah. guide me through these things. And so um, I have books, and I, I write down prayers I find from other people. I write those things down too. Yeah. Um, and that has always been really, I guess, a practical help for me yeah. is the Word, the person of Christ, and the prayers of the past. Yeah. 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 That's good. And that actually is a great segue into the second part of this as we talk about prayer and meditation as something yeah. that we're doing during Lent and yeah. hopefully beyond. But uh, mm-hmm. so meditation, you know, when, when, as I was reading Celebration of Discipline, um, he has these three, uh, Foster has these, these three things about m- meditating uh, and he has different forms of it, but, but meditating, uh, he says, thinking God's thoughts after him. Mm. Yeah. And essentially sitting and waiting and, 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 and hearing what God has had to say about something, mm-hmm. thinking God's thoughts after him, delighting in his presence, and seeking his truth and his way. Yeah. And I, I really like that, encapsulating what is meditation about. And he talks about how it's Christian meditation is different than Eastern right. meditation, right. where essentially you sort of check out from this world, detach from this world, and... Uh, maybe it, maybe attach yourself to, to another the greater cosmos yeah. or something <laughs> yeah. like that. But but we are we are in a sense detaching from the world only in order to connect to God in a greater sense, to attach mm-hmm. to God in a greater sense, to then live out in the world right. what He's called us to be yeah. and do. So that's really uh, good. A little bit a little bit different there, but. Um, Let's let's dive into this this idea about meditation here just just quickly. Um, see if we can give some practical thoughts here. Obviously, the biggest one that we do is is scripture meditation, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we want to distinguish this from studying. And I think for for some of us, like like us, it's probably easy. You get into a I get into a passage. I'm like, ooh, I start asking all these questions, and I want to go study it, yeah, and I want to yeah. get deeper, rather than just. I think as, as Foster says it, being initiated into the reality of it. Mm, yeah. Just sort of sitting yeah. with it and going, this is true. Mm-hmm. Just be in this, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think he also said something along the lines of like, um, you meditate until something happens. Yeah. Right? And so you have your mind and your heart so in tune with it, and it takes you to where it needs to take you, and you don't stop until you get there. Right? Yeah. 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 And, 
and and jumping off of that, the the idea that with meditation, I think uh, some of us can get into. I, I can I can be guilty of. Man, I'm looking for this earth shattering moment, this right. experience, yeah. this mystical experience that happened, and and certainly those things happen. Uh, but also just this idea that probably what you're going to get is something very practical mm-hmm. that you need mm-hmm. because God is concerned with who you are today in this moment and where, right. where you're going, what you're doing. Yeah. You know, he's concerned with your character and your person. So this could be something very practical, as Foster says, like you're, here's how to handle this situation with your wife or your husband or yeah. your, yeah. you know, or, you know, you, with your kids or, you know, at work or whatever it is, you know, it, it could be something very simple. Yeah. I think, and I think the danger of like, like you mentioned it, just the, the idea of meditation and what it mm-hmm. is, right? Um, the Eastern concept of it, Christian concept. Now, if you go back to the Old Testament, what's really neat about it is that meditation as a discipline is important, it's critical. But the content of the meditation is more so, mm-hmm. right? So um, the the idea in the word, right, for meditation in the Old Testament is that that low rumbling sound of a, of a lion's roar mm-hmm. before, it actually become, before it actually comes out, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically it's the idea of the low whispers, Mm-hmm. So the internal low whispers, and so when they used to practice it, they would just quiet everything and then recite and speak. And so they'll take the word of God and just and just lowly whisper, whisper, mm-hmm. whisper, and just keep going at it. And and that was the idea. The content mm-hmm. was always God's word, God's character, God's work, mm-hmm. and just seeing who He is and what He has done, and making the mind go yeah. there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, because that is true, what that means now for me at this moment and my next step. Yeah. You know, and so I, I thought that would be really helpful that the process is one thing, mm-hmm. but what you fill that process with is the most important part. Yeah. You know, and so that's why the study, the prayers or whatever it is right after it's kind of like, all right, you have me looking at you. You have me looking at the world. You have me looking at myself. I'm going to stay in the, I'm going to stay there yeah. until something connects. And then, then now I get up and I say, everything is different now. And yeah. This is what I need to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've done we've done some different forms of these in class. Um, you know, one that I've done is lectio or lexio divina. That I don't mm-hmm. we don't need to go into all the details of it, but but essentially just to give people practical ways of doing this, it's 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 reading a passage, yeah. contemplating that passage, and keeping it short. You know, I think that's the thing. I mean, maybe maybe you feel like you need to read an entire parable or an entire. Mm-hmm chapter or something and then met it. But, but I think often it is, I mean, at least for me, I can handle one little chunk. Maybe it's, it might be a phrase. <laughs> yeah, it might yeah. be a verse. It might be a phrase. It might be a word just to, to, to sit with, like you mm-hmm. said, un- until something happens, but then moving and moving into yeah. offering that up to God and saying, okay, God, this stands out to me. What do you want me to do with it? Yeah. You yeah. That, there's a practice in, in all different kinds of art too, right? It's, um, the idea of a um, contemplation and awareness, for mm-hmm. example, right? So um, if you're walking on the street, a pop of color gets your attention. Mm-hmm. And there's a little moment when you see the color and then your brain triggers over and then interprets it with everything else mm-hmm. and then you respond. And one of the key things was actually when that pop of color comes out to actually stop yourself and say, why did that color mm-hmm. pop out before you actually interpret anything, mm-hmm. right? Um, so like you see a red stop sign before you say, oh, it's a red stop sign. You see that it's red and there's a pureness of that red. And you think about the depth of the red before you interpret it. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the practices spiritually was that, you know, you read until something stops you. Mm-hmm. And then when it stops you, don't answer anything else from it yet other than why did it stop you? Yeah. You know, and um, 
and then sit on that for a while. Yeah. And so I think that's the same kind of idea, right? There's yeah. you read until something happens, read something stops, and why? And that's basically what we've been doing with mm-hmm. our psalm reading yeah. and Proverbs and all the, the writings yeah. in, at the beginning that's of right. each class, which is, is has been really it's been really awesome to do yeah. that. Not only is it teaching them and making them wrestle with prayer and mm-hmm. what the, some of the things David and the yeah. other writers are saying, but but also what's God saying to me right now? Mm-hmm. Why why did this stop yeah. me? Yeah, why did slow it catch reading, my right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Good. So, um, really, a, you know, maybe maybe there's another episode down the road where we talk more in depth about yeah about be. about meditation <laughs> because there's there's so many other ways there's there's just mm-hmm. just to kind of rattle them off. Obviously, scripture meditation, but this. Uh, recollection kind of meditation of uh, it, actually doing this act of palms down sort of as a symbolic gesture of I'm laying my burdens down at Jesus's feet and we've done some of these at, at worship nights before kind of led led students mm-hmm. through these with in prayer activities but um, laying my burdens down and then and then meditating on what am I receiving you know, palms up of just kind of receiving mm-hmm. God's truth God's grace God's uh, you know identity for us and things like that mm-hmm. um meditation upon creation which which is not pantheism it's not moving back into eastern <laughs> eastern <laughs> yeah, religion yeah. but it's actually going out and saying what does creation reveal about the god who created it right you know yeah. who is holy other than but is is uh, creation keeps me full of awe That's you know right. and right. yeah uh awe at who god is and, and reveals his character and then the last one which i think is really you mentioned about praying other saints' prayers and the things they thought of. This this idea of meditating on current events, actually sitting back and asking for God's prophetic perspective, mm-hmm. you know, his perspective on what do these events mean mm-hmm. and how can I be salt and light in yeah, this? Yeah. You know, meditating on that with, with Bible in hand of saying, okay, these events are going on. God, what do you have to say about it? Yeah. And especially, I think, with for a lot of us who have anxiety or you know wrestle with anxiety and different things, when we look at the the news in the world and yeah, all of so that, much, yeah. I think that could actually be a really beneficial thing to stop and say, God, can you give me your perspective here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think if I could give a final word of encouragement, is that there are a lot of times in prayer and meditation, there's seemingly a lot of silence, mm-hmm. and and that's okay. Yeah, uh, silence doesn't mean that God does not hear because He promises that He does. Uh, he has he has a close attention to it, and silence doesn't mean that nothing's happening because he's always at work. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, silence has always been an opportunity to just teach me that I just need to linger a little bit more. Yeah. And then um, those moments that's of silence kind of go away after a while, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think that's just more of for me, silence has always been an invitation to maybe take a left turn here, a right turn there, go down a different avenue, or keep pressing through. Yeah. Uh, whether it's reading, prayer, meditation, whatever. Silence mm-hmm. doesn't mean that he's distant, he never leaves nor forsakes. But silence just means that there's something else. And, and I just try to find mm-hmm. the, you know, to kind of dig a little bit deeper into the treasure chest, see what yeah. else is there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's really good. I think we, we all wrestle with that at times. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, hope you're enjoying uh, the Lent series and uh, look for another episode coming up soon. Thanks. Thanks.